This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Max Cohen. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 2-0 loss to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. We have much to talk about in this very abbreviated initial reaction show, so let's get right to it. Max, I'm going to go to you right now. Opening thoughts on the 2-0 loss. Listen, we went after Chelsea in this match, and I'm going to be honest, we deserved the draw. The way we played in that second half, there's only really one team in it. But again, we shoot ourselves in the foot, Russ. Mistakes. Again, mistakes. And, but it's encouraging because we didn't lose today because... I thought we played fairly we well, Max. The defense was good. I mean, you're going away to a top team, a team who's going to be a title contender. And you concede one sloppy goal within four minutes. And you concede one goal in the last 10 minutes in garbage time. I mean, it's not the worst result in the world. It's just no. so, so frustrating because we could have had so much more. In that period from the... From the second half until that, that 80th minute when Loftus Cheek scored, we yep. were the only team in the match. The fans were out of it. The Chelsea fans are silent the entire game. Well, the way support was superb. And, and, and the players responded. You know, Ranieri made a change at the halftime, and we came out there, and we had the chances. If just one cross finds Mitrovic's head, if one ball is just a little closer, Chambers has two excellent opportunities. If they find Who would have thought Calvin Chambers would have our best opportunities, man? <laughs> Who thought he was going to be our best attacking threat? But he was, <laughs> and he was excellent today. I think I tied the final ball, but I just, I think overall, it's a very encouraging performance. It's just so hard to look at it that way because we are so close, and you hate to lose the, the derby, but we did. And, and at the end of the day, we come away with no points, and, and that's the bottom line. But this gives me a lot of hope going into the Leicester home match because, listen, the defensive shape was good. We created chances. It just wasn't our day, and it's always going to be tough, you know, playing away at Stanford Bridge. It is, Max. And my initial reaction is I wanted to see a performance. I wanted to see fight, and I wanted to see organization. There were silly errors which caused, obviously, the first goal, very bad error there, and uh, it's just mistakes. They need to clean up these mistakes. These are mistakes that we saw under Savisa, and I think over time – these mistakes will 
become far and fewer between, hopefully, under Ranieri. He cannot be happy about that early mistake which led to the Pedro goal. Beyond that, second half, I'm glad that you focused on that because, to me, I thought Fulham played fairly well, as I said earlier. And the way I looked at it, I just wanted to see the fight. I wanted to see what he's been talking about, the fighting spirit. We saw that. We saw everything that I was hoping to see from it except the result. Obviously, I wanted a result. I predicted 3-1. to one. It was 2-0. Still two goals in it. I saw experts predicting 4-5-0. to five nil. So 2-0 at Stanford Bridge. And I'll say this to you, Max. I think this is a better performance than the performance they had at Anfield. And I think that is a sign of hopefully good things to come. Different managers, but we saw them play decent at Liverpool. I thought they played more than decent at Chelsea. But again, they have a little bit more quality. The second goal, like you said, by Loftus-Cheek was quality goal. The first one was totally preventable because it started with a mistake. And uh, that's something that needs to be cleaned up. But if you're asking me, did we play well? I will say fairly well, Max. I'm not overly disappointed because I'm expecting them to lose this match. I just wanted to see if we could see encouraging signs. Max, I saw encouraging signs. The one thing that I want to mention, because you talked about this, I think a turning point in the match, and I want to give Ranieri credit, the second-half substitution. We were much better in the second half from the get-go. They were having a harder time moving the ball in the second half. Would you agree? For sure. And I think Abubakar Kamara, uh, listen, you love him and you hate him. He's, he divides opinion like none other. But he was excellent. I thought he was excellent today. When he came on, he bullied Alonzo. In the end, he forced Alonzo off the pitch. He had, uh, Sarri took him off because he couldn't deal with, with him at all. He had to move Aspilicueta over to left back just to deal with Kamara's pace. And there are opportunities when he was running at players, putting really good service. Him and Christy actually combined really well on, on a number of occasions. And I don't think anyone thought those two would be playing in the Premier League. Certainly not against Chelsea away, you know, just a couple of months ago. So that really changed the dimension of this match. I thought Aite came on. I don't think he did anything, but I think the change in formation was honestly yes. the biggest thing as well. We went from that kind of diamond midfield to the four-two-three-one, which we which we've been so effective last week, and and it showed. We totally nullified. The, the Chelsea attack in that second half. Totally second agree, half, One moment. Eden Hazard, people can say he's one of the best players in the league. I think he's a complete fraud. Where was he this match? I mean, you're playing against one of the, the worst defense in the league, right? I, I can't name one opportunity when, when he really got in a dangerous position. Not one. He was, he, and we, that was Cyrus Christie. Cyrus Christie, I'd say, was probably one of the worst defenders on the team. Give him credit to that. He played well. He fouled. Hazard, got yeah, close to him, but he didn't give him any space. And, I mean, same goes for much of their attack. They never had really a lot of periods when they dominated us. And I think we have to give credit again to Ranieri for that, but also yes. the defense. I think Dennis Adoy has not got a lot of credit last couple of weeks. He played very well today. And Mawson um, probably gets beat a little bit too easily for the Pedro goal. But overall, you cannot take many performances um, from this match and say they're poor, probably with the exception of Seri, because I think he's been disappointing all season. And he's at fault for that first goal. He is. He was poor. He just looked off the pace, and and I think we can't wait for you know Angisa or or even McDonald, you know, honestly, to get back in there because I think he's going to be a better option alongside Kenny. It's funny because um, it brought me back to the Man City match with the mistake by Seri. This was a little bit different. This is Conte coming from behind, but it's a 
bad mistake, which leads to a goal, which changes the match very early on. But what's interesting about it is that the first half, Chelsea were dominant in the first half. But again, they go in the half only down 1-0. And then Ranieri makes the change. And you could just see the improved play in the second half. So that's a combination of the players and the manager, a tactical change that really worked. And I can deal with losing 2-0 to Chelsea. It really comes down to what can you take out of this and bring to you when you play Leicester City. I think you can take a lot out of this because you can see that you can play with a team on that level that passes as much as they do, possession-based, and you can, at times, stifle them. And that happened for the majority of that second half, Max. And that's encouraging moving forward because if you go back, you watch how Fulham played, go all the way back to Man City, how wide open they were. And Man City could do whatever they want, but that's Man City. They're on a completely different level. But then you switch to Chelsea, who obviously is near the top of the table and should be, and they are a top team. And uh, I thought at times Fulham made it difficult on them, and that to me is encouraging. Yeah, and it is because this is one of the top teams in the league, and to go there and only lose 2-0, I, I think, considering how... I was fearing Olivier Giroud. I don't think he did much in this yeah. match. He, he didn't have many opportunities. He had a couple of opportunities. I mean, he, he had the uh, the shot that was saved by Rico kind of from yes. a tight angle, and then he had he got on the end of a cross. But Rico was also equal to that. Uh, it's it's so frustrating, Russ, because on one hand, we can list a little positives, and they're, and they're, they're totally there. You know, we, we played decently. We had opportunities. We didn't give him that much, that many opportunities. But on the other hand, we conceded two goals at the absolute worst times. Yep. And we're just – and they're preventable. I mean, maybe the second one wasn't preventable, but the first one's so preventable. And that totally changed the complexion of the match if that doesn't happen so early on. Because we're always just giving ourselves a ladder to climb. You know, we're always starting, you know, two steps behind the opposition if you concede these early goals. I mean, listen, the same thing happened in Southampton, right? We conceded right. first. So I think that's probably one of the first things an area is going to be working on. Listen, just keep it at nil-nil for as long as possible. How about we get the first goal? Right. How about Fulham play with the lead? We haven't done that for so long this season. It seems almost like a, a novel concept, right? That would be but nice. That would be nice. Um, and, and at the same, it's, it's zero points. What we've seen, though, I think in, in the results in this past weekend, you know, in the past two weeks as well, is that the league is a, is a little tighter than a lot of people thought, right? I think after that first kind of eight, nine matches, everyone thought, wow, such a gulf, terrible teams and, and top teams at the top. But you see with Cardiff getting a win. You see with Huddersfield getting the wins against Wolves. You see with Southampton drawing United. There are really no easy games in the division. And any team, I think, honestly can beat most other teams. And that maybe that wasn't true the first couple of weekends, but now we've solidified. So it's going to put a lot of pressure on the Leicester City match. Because in all honesty, I think we probably really have to win this match, considering the results the teams around us have been getting. Right. I totally agree. And listen, Leicester City are coming off a victory and probably feeling very confident. In their play, but I just think that uh, Fulham at home at Craven Cottage, it's a match Fulham need to win, and dare I say should win, even though Leicester City are playing well. They are at home, and they have to win their home matches. I think it's imperative. Uh, a point is not enough. They need to be winning these matches, and uh, it's a very big match Wednesday. But let me ask you quickly, who would you say is your man of the match? Well, be doing a player rating show, but um, in your opinion, who's the man of the match? I think it's Callum Chambers. I think playing that pretty unfamiliar center defensive midfield role, <clears throat> he was our best attacking threat. The header off the corner, great save by Kepa. 
And, you know, the cutback that, that he almost curled in the top left, another great shot. And, you know, had that lovely piece of skill from the box. The cross, unfortunately, wasn't up to par. But for a player who was so maligned, and rightfully so early on in the season, played some of the worst performances I've ever seen, you know, very recently, in, in the center-back position, in the right-back position, to come back from that absolute low point, to really reinvent himself as a CDM for Fulham, and to go to Stamford Bridge and play as well as he did. I mean, he was our biggest attacking threat. I thought as well he was pretty solid defensively. Um, he's my man of the match. Okay. I would say right behind him has to be Tom Kearney, especially in the first half. I thought yeah. Tom Kearney was very good in the first half. And, uh, again, he comes off in the second half. I understand, you know, why he comes off at that point. You're just trying to change things up later on. But I thought he did a nice job, my friend. You know, again, I, I thought that uh, – first half that uh, Chelsea were struggling when he had the ball. Yeah, for sure. He had some really nice turns of pace. And you always know when Tom Carey's doing well, the opposition is going to try to hack him. They tried to foul him as much as they could. And I think that probably also led to probably substitution. Because he just gets kicked whatever match he's playing in because he's just too yeah. quick for the opponents most times. I like him playing in that more advanced role. I think he can be really effective there. I, I think under Renier, he can really flourish as well. Maybe even progress further than he did under Lisa because Renier trusts him playing even more further at the pitch. Okay, excellent. What's again before we go? I I want to talk about this because this was a huge talking point for me and my guest when I had it on the preview show. Alex Goldberg, he was adamant that Jorginho was a huge key. How do you think Fulham did against him? Yeah, I thought Jorginho was anonymous, honestly. As as for many Chelsea players, I don't think he touched the ball much, and I think that's down to the good pressing of Kearney. You know, a lot of teams in the past weeks have said, "Listen, you man mark Jorginho, get tight to him. He won't be effective." And we did exactly that. You know, this is a team that was really feared, rightfully so. I mean, the third in the league, and we didn't really let them play. They never got started against us, which is credit to Ranieri and probably credit to the to the Fulham defense. Okay, were you surprised that they came out in the diamond? I, I was. I think probably just because of Sherla's injury. I think we would have, we, we would have done the four two three one if not. But I don't think the diamond worked great. I think we were better when we did the four two three one. But it shows, you know, Ranieri does have that. Um, kind of flexibility sometimes. When something goes wrong, you can change it up. Okay, very good there, my friend. We're going to be doing a full post-match show. Before we leave, just give me your closing thoughts on this 2-0 loss. What do you take away from it? It's going to be frustrating right now in the aftermath, but I think if we look at this a day after, two days after, we're going to be a lot more positive because we went really toe-to-toe with the top team, played with them, had chances, dominated for a 30-20 minute period in that second half. But we didn't get the goal. We didn't get a win. It's a lot of positive signs for Leicester City at home. And at the end of the day, no one was expecting anything out of this match. You know, I've said this a lot in, in the past. The matches that can determine our season are the home matches against teams around us. That's going to be Leicester City. And, it, you know, it's, it's a great matchup against Ranieri's former club. We had his biggest success as a manager. We need to win more than ever. And I think we might just about get it based on today's performance. I'm encouraged going into the Leicester City match. That's my last thought as we uh, end this full-time show. We will be doing a a complete post-match show probably on Monday because we're obviously a day behind, and uh, we'll get that to you as quickly as possible. But let's wrap this up. For my co-host, Max Cohen, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. 
snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.